Welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you ladies stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight for good and uncover your badass self. If you feel stuck and overwhelmed with all the information out there, I'm gonna be dropping five specific episodes a week to help you gain the clarity you need in order to rebuild that confidence, get strong, and heal your relationship with food so you can finally build the body of your dreams. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Evolve and Elevate podcast, ladies. I hope you're having the best day ever. So since I started this podcast, we've actually had over 4,000 downloads in the last, like, I think it's only, I don't even think it's been a year, to be honest. Like, I'm actually going to go back and check because I want to know how long it's actually been since I started this. I think it's like May. Oh, that's a nice, like, full circle moment. It was May 2nd. So in about a year, we've had 4,000 downloads um, and over 6,000 plays, okay? And so... There's a lot of people that I've never met that listen to this podcast and I'm super grateful for you. And you know what, if you didn't listen to the first episode of like, who the heck is Samantha Mills? How did I get into this? This episode is kind of for you to give you an an insight as to like what really, you know, made me get into the fitness space because there's a lot of things I could have done. Maybe not in Sarnia because Sarnia is pretty boring and small, but that's kind of like the path that I ended up taking. So, um, so the first thing is, is like when it comes to fitness, I got into it a long time ago. Like I got into it like 16, 15, 16 years old. And I really got into it because I was bullied heavily. Like I'm talking like, I don't like to say the victim mentality, but like I got bullied to the point where no one would talk to me. Like it was fucking rough. Okay. It was rough. And it honestly, I, from what I can remember, because a lot of the times when shit like this happens, you don't remember a lot of it. But the biggest thing is, is that when you're like in a spot where you're getting bullied, I feel like when you're younger too, a lot of your like, I guess like memories kind of get blocked out a bit. And from what I can remember, it's, I think it was mostly because I people pleased a lot, right? Like I never really had an opinion on anything. I always just said yes. And I always like, was just like down to do whatever, but I never let anyone knew if I liked it, if I didn't. And even if like, I didn't agree with someone, I still said yes to a lot of things, right? And so when that happens, like if you have one person who doesn't value this and this person values this, a lot of the times like it it comes back in your face pretty hard. And if you guys have ever been in that situation, you'll know what I'm talking about, where like you say yes to one person and then someone else you say something to and it just doesn't, it doesn't collide, right? Stories don't add up, like it gets fucking messy. And so me being this kid that just trying to fit in because honestly my home life wasn't very amazing, My mom suffered from alcohol abuse. My dad was very busy. He always was working. And he just like, you know, like, don't get me wrong. My parents like loved me, but like they were just definitely doing their best as like adults at the time. It just really wasn't great being a kid, right? So I didn't really want to go home. Eventually I didn't want to go to school um, because my grade eight year basically like no one would literally talk to me. And I was like, okay, even if I was people pleasing, I don't deserve this. Like that's like, there was a level of mean to it that like, I wasn't a bad person. I didn't kill anybody. Like kids are just fucking brutal. Okay. Let's just put it that way. So anyways, all that bullshit unlocked. Um, you know, my house was going a mess. Um, that was a, that was the year also my mom got taken away. So she actually got pulled out of our house, um, because she was suffering from alcohol, obviously. And like, so my dad was working a lot and they're like, well, either like the kids have to go or you go. Right. And so she's like, well, I guess like she's going to have to go then. So my mom gets taken away. I'm getting bullied like heavily at school, no one to talk to totally alone. Um, And so I end up going to the gym, right? So I end up going to the gym. 
And um, I just became a leader there. I was volunteering, trying to get my hours in. I really liked the other leaders. They were really nice. They were from other schools. They didn't know the shit that was going on at my school. They didn't know the shit that was happening behind the scenes, you know? Like, I could just go be me and not worry about all the politics. No one cared. We were just there to have a good time, to help other kids. Like, it was just a really good environment for me to be in. And so that's kind of like what got me into fitness and the gym that like, so basically you walk into the YMCA, you go down the stairs and then you go up these other stairs, but you have to go through the gym to get to like the gymnasium to run the activities for the kids. And so I saw all these women in there and they were like lifting weights and they were super strong and all this kind of stuff. And eventually like I started to just like get interested in it because I was like, wow, like they don't care what any, like they're lifting like super heavy weights. They don't seem to care what anyone thinks. Like they're wearing whatever they want. Like, I love that. Like, I really admired that. And like, I didn't really have any sense of self. I didn't really believe that like, I was like good enough because literally an entire class of kids just told me I was basically a piece of shit. Right. So like, that's fun. And it pretty much just like went from there on, right. Like it just pretty much went to the point where like, I just spent all my time at the YMCA. And so I gradually got into it because it was something that I actually could look forward to. It was something that made me feel empowered. It was something that like gave me my confidence back. Um, because for a long time, like I didn't think I was like worth anything, right? Like I was like, so, you know, my parents, like I was like, my dad is like literally always gone. Love him. But I was like, you're literally always gone. I'm taking care of my sister by myself. My mom is like literally cannot stop drinking. And there's like multiple times where I was like, hey, like I need you to like be a parent. And she just like could not, could not do it, right? Like she couldn't, I was like, I need my mom. And she's like, well, shit. And like, for a lot of you guys that don't have this, I feel like it's probably a lot sadder for you to hear it than for me to tell this story because like, I've come to peace with it. And like, I feel like when you've lived it, you don't really, you don't sit in it. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. There's not really anything, whatever, but this is what happened. Right. And so basically like there's been multiple times of that. And so at the end of the day, I was just like, what the hell? Like I'm literally, my mom doesn't even like, she can't stop drinking in order to like take care of us. Like she doesn't love us. My dad's always got like, what the frig, right? The kids at school hate me. Like, I was just like, whatever. Like, I'm just literally like, I just literally felt like a, I don't want to say like a waste of space, but like very much like just going through the motions of just like surviving. I was like, if I can get through this year, I will be okay right? Like if I can get through this year, it will get better. It will get better. It will get better. And so I told myself that every single day for 365 days, I woke up every single morning of my grade eight year and was like, if I can get through this day, I just have to get through one more day like this, one more day like this. And so when you guys are like with your fitness and you're like, oh my God, I can't go work out. I'm like, trust me, like you can go work out. Like you can go work out. When you go to school and there's like over 30 kids that like do not want to talk to you and you have to show up because you legally have to every day for an entire year, there's another level of resilience that you end up building. There's another level of confidence because you're like, if I can do that, I can do everything, right? Like when people get put in a group with you and you're like, I like, you're like, I didn't even do anything. Like I was trying to be nice to everybody. And like, literally, I will never forget the two girls in that class that were the nicest freaking people to me. And literally were like hanging out with me and all this kind of stuff still. And like, we generally were friends, but like, I will forever be grateful for those two because like, even though like we've grown apart at this point, I honestly think that they saved my life. Like they honestly saved my life. Cause I don't know how I would have done it. Right. Like I honestly don't know how to do it. 
And so the reason why I tell this story is not as like a pity party. It's not as a like, oh my God, Sam, like so much bad shit happened to you. Like, like I said, I'm good with it. Like I'm good with it. It happened. Like, again, I don't think anything happens like to you, so to speak. Like I put myself in a situation. I ended up people please. I didn't even know what that was. I was like 12. Right. And like shit reacted because of that. Right. They're just, it is what it is. It's all good. But I tell the story because I feel like there's a lot of women who got bullied. I feel like there's a lot of kids out there who might be getting bullied right now, or maybe your kids are getting bullied right now. And it's very important to give them a sense of something. They need a sense of something or like worth or like whatever, because when you don't even know, like you're just trying to figure yourself out. You're just trying to figure out like how to survive. Like, you know, when you're a teenage girl and like, you know, all the guys listening to this, you get your period. Like you don't know what the fuck's going on. You're like, ah, like everything's burning. Like, I'm just trying to fit in. Like everything's like, fuck, like everything's just on fire all the time. Right. Kids are talking about other kids because they don't have jobs. They're super bored. Right. There's a lot of stuff going on. And so for me, like, yes, I like sports and it was a way for me to decompress with sports, but sports and most likely like working out and just like being a part of like a leadership group totally changed my entire life. Because at the end of the day, every day, I knew that as soon as that bell rang, I could go hang out with my friends. I could go do something that impacted other people. I was a leader there. Like I ran programs. I changed like, I changed the way that certain things were run at that program. Like there were so many different things and I got to like meet new people and do like leadership again, leadership stuff and go to these things about self-development. And like, I got to do all of this at like 12 or 13 years old. Like when you guys see like everything that I am now, like I started doing self-development at 12 or 13 years old. Like I dealt with hard shit from honestly, like the day I was fucking born. Right. So the thing is, is like, I've had to overcome a lot to get here. It's not like I just like woke up and decided that like I was fit and fitness is my passion. It was like, you have to literally go against every single, basically based on every statistic, I should be super unsuccessful because my mindset, my upbringing, like everything. Right. But the thing is, is that when you start getting into self-development, things happen because you start taking that power back. And so fitness was the outlet in which I got my confidence back because every time I woke up, it was that thing at the end of the day that I could be excited about. Right. It was like, okay, Sam, like you got one more day, one more day, 365 days of this guys, 365 days of me getting up, looking at the ceiling. I'll still remember exactly what it looks like and being like, 363 days left. And I would cross it off of my calendar for when I got to graduate because I never wanted to do that again. And then entering high school, I went to a high school where nobody basically from that elementary school was going, ended up in an all girls school because I was like focusing on sports. And I was like, honestly, I didn't make a lot of like really deep friendships in high school because I was so scared they were going to get taken away from me. I was so scared. I was like, no one's going to like me. Like, I'm just going to keep to myself, like whatever. And I still made like friends and stuff, but I really didn't let anybody in throughout all of high school because I was so scared I was going to lose everybody again. Now, obviously, like I've grown out of that and things like that, but like, that's really what got me into fitness is like being bullied like heavily. And then also just like not being like wanting to go home, not feeling like I was like worth something, like feeling like I was just like, I was just there. I was just like in space, right? Like my sister had cerebral palsy, I guess still does, but she... Like, again, there's a lot of tension that goes to that, right? As soon as you find out that you have a kid that has cerebral palsy, like to my, to me, she was just my sister. She's just my sister, right? Like I never really thought about it, but like realistically growing up, there's doctor's appointments. There's certain like, you know, if she had any kind of health complications, I'm not going to get too much into it, but it was like all the attentions on her, all the attentions on my mom, because again, alcoholic, and then she's got cerebral palsy. 
So like a lot of the time, like I just kind of was there and I was just expected to do things and be responsible, but there was like a lot of weight and a lot of responsibility and then not like a lot of reassurance. And like, you know what I mean? So like fitness was really the thing that made me actually be like, Hey, like you are valuable. Like there's things that you're doing that's good. Like all these kind of things. So it really just like gave me that safe place that I could just go be myself. Um, and then obviously like getting into like high school, kept going with sports and stuff, whatever, like didn't really take it seriously, but sports. And then I got into, um, university or like college. And, um, with that, I was like really into like varsity uh, volleyball. I was going to apply for the team, all that kind of stuff, but ended up running uh, my own business instead. And um, this is kind of like the second part of this where this kind of turned again. Before I was just doing it for like health and for fun and just to get my mind off of all the bullshit. Um, Because at that point too, my mom was like in a spot where she was very, we had a weird relationships because sometimes I would pick up the phone and she'd be really nice and like super supportive. And like, that was like my mom. And then sometimes I would pick up the phone and it was just like, you suck. Like, why don't you, like, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So fitness again, saved my mental health because like every time, like I looked at my phone, I didn't know what was coming through. Right. So no matter how far I went, no matter, cause I like booked it to another town. Like I literally was like an hour away. Like no matter how far I went, I was still getting like bombarded with bullshit from like my house. Right. And so as much as there's like so many amazing moments with like my parents and my mom and my family and like no shame and again, like whatever, there's a lot of shit that like I had to go through growing up that like I shouldn't have gone through. You know what I mean? Like realistically speaking. So there's a lot of times when I was like, you know what, like, you know, this shouldn't happen, but this is life and it is what it is. And so I tell a lot of like, these are where a lot of these like uh, mythologies or I guess like things come from guys where I'm like, no, sometimes like things aren't worse than they are or better than they are. They just are. Right. So it's like, I, again, I, I didn't know how to distinguish that though. So everything was negative. Everything was bad. Everything was happening to me. Right. It was a victim mentality. Everything's the worst. And like, because of that, like I was just always running and I just like, wasn't a very good person because it was always like survival mode on. Right. Like it was always like, Oh my God, like, what am I going to do? And so when you guys are operating, some of you guys are still operating from that place. It's very hard to fill connections. It's hard to do these things. And I bring this up because I think a lot of people um, don't really see that part because they don't really see a lot of this stuff, but that stuff really got me into fitness again, because it's like that mental health. So it's like, it goes from being the thing that builds up my confidence. It went to the thing that helped me with my mental health. And then it got into the thing that I literally had to do because I tore my wrists and dislocated all my ligaments. And so that also transferred me into like this portion of my fitness where basically like when I tore everything, I atrophied my entire arm. There was no muscle left. It was gone. Okay. It was gone. Um, and so after that, basically what happened was I had to learn very quick how to build muscle and do it effectively. This is how a lot of our programming actually got created guys is because I didn't have time to waste. I had to be effective. I had to be efficient. I don't have time to do these little like tricep bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Like I had to pack on muscle. I had no muscle. I couldn't even pick up a cup. Right. So the thing is, is like for me to work, for me to do anything, for me to go to school, it was my right hand. I'm like, I have to make sure that like, I'm good. And so I deep dove into like making, like building muscle. My first thing guys wasn't actually losing weight. I, I guess like growing up it was, but my biggest thing was like building muscle and building strength because I was trying to build that confidence. I was trying to build that strength. I was trying to build that. Like, I don't want anyone to fuck with me ever again. Right. That was like where I came from is a lot of fuck you energy. It was a lot of whatever. And so when I started building muscle, I wanted to do it very effectively. And so even now with my training, you're going to notice that it's very similar movements because I don't waste time in the gym. When I go in and I go to do my thing, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do it effectively. And then I'm going to eat appropriately to do that. Because like why my like time, energy, and money, those are the three things that you guys, three resources that everything comes back to. 
And when you are like, you don't want to waste your time because you only have so much time, your energy, obviously another finite resource and money. And so the thing is, is that I was like, if I'm going to put time, energy and money into this, I'm going to do it at 150% to make sure that like, I'm getting the most out of it. If you guys are going to the gym right now and you're doing like biceps and triceps and like, you know, leg extensions every so often, like that's a great start, but eventually like you got to level it up because like realistically, like it's not going to get you where you want to be. Like the jumping jacks and the holding candles and doing shit. Like you can waste your time. You can waste, even if it's 200 bucks, this, I'm just going to say it. Okay. Cause we're already on the rant. And I think I've told you enough that I'm just going to say my old, my whole opinion on this. Anyways, say you pay 200 bucks for the year for beach body or whatever the hell you're doing. Okay. Totally respect that great way to get started. Whatever. After a certain point, if you're staying consistent with this, you need to figure out what you're doing because you're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy and you're ultimately, even though it's $200, you're wasting your money, right? Because like, you're just doing the same thing over and over again. You're not getting any results, but then you're like, oh, I don't want to pay for the other program. I don't want to waste my time doing this. I don't have the energy to do this. But like, if you actually invested the money, you would get your time back and you'd have more energy to be able to do other things. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, even if you're investing 50 bucks or a hundred dollars or $200, it's not just $200. It's $200 of your hard earned money that you are wasting on a program that's not going to get you that result. So you join like, you know, um, Jennifer's tone it up, blah, 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 whatever. And like, cool, it's $200, but she's also not helping you get anywhere. She's not helping you with your relationship with food. She's not helping you with your mindset. You're not learning how to like actually tone up. You're in the same spot as where you started. You know what I mean? So like I did a lot of those programs and I realized I was wasting all three of those things. And so I tried to find a program that obviously worked and I found a few, um, but after my competition and I gained all the weight and did all that kind of stuff, I've been over that story quite a bit. So if you guys want information on that, you can look at another podcast. It's not really for today. But after that, I really like made sure that like I create, I just created a program for myself that worked. I was like, I need to heal my relationship with food. I need to make sure that like, I'm in a good spot with my mindset, with the scale. Um, I need to love myself again. I need to actually like build my confidence and like building your confidence guys because I've said it a few times is about the steps that you take. So it's not one day I wake up confident one day I wake up resilient one day or whatever. I can say I'm resilient because every challenge that I went through, I, I got through it. Right. And so it's not that you want to like, I'm, I'm committed. I am whatever right now. You're actually not committed. You're not dedicated. You're not, not motivated. I get that. Right. How do you become that by doing it? So I am motivated because Every time I'm not motivated, I get myself motivated and I do it anyways. Every time I don't want to do something and I do it, I'm resilient or I'm confident or I'm whatever, like whatever. For, I don't know why I said both those words. They don't really add up, but you guys get what I'm saying, right? So it's like how to be confident is that when you tell yourself you're going to do something, you follow through. Integrity builds confidence. Okay. So confidence is to trust yourself. And so if you don't trust yourself, it's because you've had these many little actions where you've constantly just slowly torn away at your confidence or someone else has done it to you. And so to build up your confidence, it's as easy as like, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to do make my bed. When I get up in the morning, I'm going to make sure that I go for a walk. When I have a coffee, I'm going to make sure that I drink water. When I go for like, when I have a shower, I'm going to make sure that like, I always do shampoo and conditioner. Like literally it's that easy. And that's going to help you build up your confidence. Saying no when you mean no and not saying yes, that builds up your confidence. The reason why you get mad at other people is because you're resenting yourself because you say yes to them when you want to say no. That's why you're mad. 
Okay. That's why you're mad. And I spent a long time in that fuck you energy and it's exhausting. It's exhausting. You're always on the go. You're always angry. You're always wanting to fight somebody. Like you're just like, you know what I mean? It's exhausting. And I spent a long time with that. And I also like burned a lot of relationships that way. And I also made some shitty decisions that way. And like, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea. Like, I'm not saying that to be like a victim, but I'm just saying like, was I aware of what I was doing? No, I had no idea. Like I was just like fucking booking it through life. I was just like, oh my God, I can't be here. Right. I wasn't trying to fix anything. I wasn't trying to solve anything. I wasn't trying to heal anything. I was just like, oh my God, as soon as something didn't feel good, I was like, I got to get out of here. And I would just freaking book it. Right. And so not the best way to live life, not the best way to keep relationships, not the best way for anything, including your fitness, right? It makes you very flighty. But this is the thing that like fitness helped me with guys, like for a lot, like it helped me with my mental health. It helped me with my physical health. It helped me with my confidence because every time I went, I would tell myself that I was going to go and I would go do it. It gave me something to focus on. It gave me something that no one could take away. No matter how hard I worked, no one could take it away from me. And that was a huge thing for me because I felt very defeated. I felt very defeated and I felt very confused and I felt very misunderstood. And there's a lot of things and a lot of conversations that I wish I could like share my point of view on and I just can't, right? And it's not going to change anything. It's not going to solve anything, right? And there's like so many of these kind of things. And so like, this is kind of like what got me into fitness. I hope this is like something that I don't know if this interested you at all or not, or you can relate with if you guys can, again, um, you know, drop it down. But there is like a lot of things that, um, like a lot of very hard times that I've had to go through. And I know tons of times with alcohol as well. Um, you know, my mom was super like, you know, she had an addiction, as I mentioned, and I found that I have a very addictive personality as well. You know, I suffer from things like ADHD as well, but like, you guys don't see me being very flighty because I manage it. I manage it. I don't like labels. I manage what's going on. Like, I'm not like, Oh, I have ADHD. So now I'm all fucking over the place and my room's a mess and whatever. No, like, yes, I have tendencies, but I learn how to manage them. Because the thing is, is like, no one gives a shit. I just learned no one cares, right? Like no one cares if I have ADHD or not. No one cares if like, you know, there's other things that, that matter more in my personal opinion. And like, when you put yourself in a box like that, then it, it makes you like not, okay, so I can't stick to a workout program because I have ADHD. That's bullshit, right? That's bullshit. That just means that like, you might have to watch TV while you do your fitness program. You might have to do something like read a book while you're doing cardio. You might have to um, think of more like stimulating ways for you to exercise as opposed to just like sitting down and doing a certain exercise. Maybe exercise is great for your focus. Maybe it's fantastic. It makes me focus, right? I like to do supersets because it keeps me a little bit more engaged or like lifting heavy, but I'm focusing on how to perfect this movement. Right. I also have a little bit of OCD. Imagine having ADHD and OCD. It's freaking weird. Okay. You like hyper focus on shit and then you're also scatterbrained. It's ridiculous. Right. So there's all these different things. And like I said, for 365 days, guys, I got up every single day and was like, if I can get through one more day, this freaking hellhole will be over, over and over and over again. And I said that for my home life and I said that for my school life for literally a year. I was like, 365 days. 364 days, 363 days. And every day I had to get up. I would tell my parents that everything was fine. And then I would go to school because there was no point because my parents were all over the place. They were dealing with their own shit, right? Like they didn't even know. They're like, oh, why aren't like your friends coming around? I was like, oh, I don't know. They're just busy. Like, I don't fuck whatever, right? Like doesn't matter, right? Like it's just, 
like what what happens really when you talk to teenagers they just get more pissy and they wreck every it doesn't really help anything you know so that's kind of like where I was for 365 days and so you guys have hard periods in your life as well that you've that you've gone through maybe you're going through and it's just like you're resilient because you keep going even when like other people would stop right other people would stop like there's tons of kids and I hate to say this but there's tons of kids that don't make it through six, 365 days of getting bullied that hard every single day right and again I'm not saying that I'm the victim by all means I probably did it to myself I don't really remember exactly what happened it was like 20 years ago but that's you know way to date myself eh? it was like 20 25 years ago but at the same time it's like it's just what I remember from that year was just absolute fucking hell it was hell right so there's always things that you can look forward to though, but you have to make them right. Like you have to make them. So whatever you guys are going through, I hope you're like, you know, coming up to the other side. I think all of us have had some kind of rough patch, um, but that's really what got me into fitness. Um, and now like the biggest thing that I'm trying to do is I really want to help women because I want you ladies to be able to one, obviously heal your relationship with food, make sure you're healthy, confident, feeling good, kind of undoing all that shit that kind of got, you know, everything that I just kind of talked about all that shit, kind of undoing that and really helping you like step into the next version of yourself. Like I was able to, I just find that super empowering, but also I really want to help the next generation. I really, really, really love kids. I've always wanted to work with kids. Kids don't have any money and they also don't have any, they also really don't give a shit about a lot of things. Right. So it's very hard to work with them. But the thing is, is that when they see their mom, working out, working hard, eating healthy, you know, moderation, having fun, feeling really good. It, it transfers into them, right? There's so many ladies on our team where they start working out and their kids start working out with them. Um, one of our ladies, Anna, her kid, or like her daughter, Zoe literally has a sports bra so she can work out with mom because mom works out in a sports bra. Right. And like, imagine growing up with that level of like health and knowledge and like information and nutrition. I find that very empowering and very inspiring. And also it's like, when you're when you're doing that, um, you're you're changing the way that they see themselves, their body confidence, like think about how many of us that used to like look at magazines, and then pick and prod and still do still do for some of us pick and prod and pinch and like, Oh, my God, my stomach, my cellulite, like imagine being 13 and getting cellulite because like we grow, right. And or like you start sports or whatever. And your mom's just like, Oh, yeah, that's totally normal. Let's just like, if you want to like, you know, if you really want to like start building muscle and like feeling, you know, strong and confident, let's like do some workouts together. Like my mom couldn't do that. My mom was like chain smoking in her bedroom, drinking alcohol while brushing my hair. Like that's fucked. I know. But like, that's what happened. Right. So it's like, I didn't have anyone to like look at for food and nutrition because my mom was drinking. My dad was basically running on coffee and cigarettes and like working. So it's like, who do I look for? Look, who do I look to for nutrition advice? Who do I look to when I gain 20 pounds eating ice cream and have no idea what the fuck to do? And I asked them and they're like, well, your shorts don't fit. You should probably stop eating ice cream. It's like, it doesn't help anything. It doesn't help anything. Right? Like if anything, I just felt like more shit and then I ate more ice cream. Right? So it's like, I've been there. I get it. But it's like, we don't have to have our kids doing the same thing. And I get, I don't have kids yet. And I totally understand that. But I know what it feels like to be that kid that like, you're totally alone growing up and it freaking sucks. It really sucks. And it's like, you don't feel like you can trust anyone. Your friends are kind of like all over the place because you know what? There's still going to be some of our kids that like, don't, don't have anybody to talk to. There's going to be our kids that get bullied. There's going to be all this shit. And if your kids aren't getting bullied, they're probably the bully. <laughs> right? So it's like, understanding that like that next generation it's like really what I'm passionate about 
and also just like making sure that they know like you know how to work out how to like feel good how to you know eat properly so that they actually feel good and are healthy i think growing up is hard enough as it is and then you get people picking on people for their weight and like shit like that it just gets nasty and also like as you ladies know like when you are focusing on your weight and you're focusing on your size and you're always focusing on your food you really can't step into that level of yourself and you can't really like even if you're at school like you're focusing on the class but you're picking at your shirt like it doesn't, it doesn't hit the same. You know what I mean? You walk into a room and you're not confident. You're just like, Oh, like, you know, is someone looking at me? Like, is this outfit appropriate? Like there's all these questions. Imagine if you didn't think about that and you walked in and you're like, Oh my God, like I want to be an engineer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be whatever. You just have so much more mental space to like focus on these things, you know? And so, yeah, that's the biggest thing is like with, especially with alcohol and like parents also last thing I'll say, and then I'll stop with this rant. Um, but like, even with alcohol, like after COVID the alcohol rate went up like 60%. And so as soon as I saw that, and this is just like a real honest conversation, I feel like this is just everything in my head that I just dumped out, but it's like, you are coming home every day and drinking and you're like, well, it helps me relax. It helps me whatever. But like your kids see that, like your kids see you drinking every night. Trust me, I've been there. They see you drinking every night, right? If you change the way that you act like throughout the week, are you more irritable? Are you not sleeping well because of it? Um, are you like more stressed out? Like, I know it's a lot of like, you know, making sure that you're financially good, that everything's good, all these things. But the things that you're like doing right now, your kids are going to notice. It's kind of like, you know, you have a coffee in the morning. Suddenly you're like, your daughter knows that every time you go to have a coffee in the morning, like don't talk to mom before she has her coffee, right? It's like things like that. But like, they pick up on that shit. They pick up on it so fast. And so if you're getting slammed every weekend and you're all over the place and you're like a hot mess, you can't take care of other people until you take care of yourself, even when you have to, because I know obviously like, it's not like you can just not feed them, not do whatever. But imagine if you were like even 5% more present in their life, like how much that would change your relationship with your kids. Like if you were able to come home from work and have energy and not be stressed out every day, imagine how that would feel. Imagine you go down and you go work out and then your daughter comes down and works out with you. And like, you're able to spend time together and you're doing something for you. I know not always you want to work out with them. I get it. Kids are annoying. Like, it's fine, right? Let's just say what it is. But it's just like, there's there's this other part of it where it's like, they don't have to be like, it doesn't have to be separate. It doesn't have to be like you leaving and having your own time, which I totally respect and them not seeing. You know what I mean? Like you guys can pair a lot of these things together, but it's just like changing your expectations of like, I need to do like, you have to-do lists, very like masculine energy. I have to-do lists. Um, but you need to figure out how your kids fit into that to-do list a little bit, because like, you know, there's things for them and there's things for you. And then there's stuff you do together. And I get that, but there's also like a lot of the things that you do, you can also share with them and create that experience. Right. But it's like, if you don't know how to set boundaries, this is where it gets kind of tricky. Cause like, obviously, um, I don't have kids. And I also know that like, I've trust me, like I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of moms. This is literally all we train. Um, and I get that like you do, I would, I can only imagine that after a long day, sometimes I wouldn't want to talk to a little human about like whatever they want to talk about. Cause sometimes they just talk about like the most random shit. You're like, what are you even saying? And you're like, my brain hurts. Like help me. I just need a second away. Like I get it. Totally get that. Like again, not oblivious, but it's like the way that I look at it is like at the same time, they still need that attention obviously, but it also doesn't have to be like, yes, yes, yes to everything. Like maybe they work out, but like, you're like, Hey, here's your stuff. Let's like, you can do a few things, whatever, or you could be like, I'm working out. You can go play over there. Right. 
And like you set that boundary. Like, I think a lot of the times it gets crossed because there's no boundaries. It's a lot of people pleasing. So it's like, when you talk to your kids, it's like, yes, 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 yes. And like, it's okay to say no. Right. So it's like, I'm going to go work out. This is my time. And you're like, my kids are interrupting me. Well, you're like, not to say that you're letting them, but you're teaching them that it's okay to interrupt you. So if you're like, Hey, I get it. Go. Obviously not every kid's going to listen to this. So don't, I get it. Okay. Don't worry. I get it. But I'm just saying like, you're also, you also have to try that boundary of like, Hey, I'm working out now. You can play over there. We can totally do this. You can work out with me too. But like, you know, this is heavyweight. I don't like, you've got to stay over there for a little bit, right? Like you've got to stay over there. You do your thing. I'll do my thing, but we'll do it together beside each other. Right. And like, that's a boundary where they're still included, but you still have that space. Cause I think a lot of the times, like from what I've seen, especially on like zoom calls, I worked with a few moms to like figure this out. I like went on a zoom call with them as they were working out to see what it was like. And I was like, Hey, let's set this boundary in this way. And their kids respected it like a hundred percent. Right. But it's just like, you need to teach them. They don't know what boundaries are. They don't know what respect, like they don't know. Right. So unless you teach them, they're not going to know. So this gets into a whole other conversation for another day, but I've been doing a lot of work in terms of like also child psychology guys. I'm huge into child psychology, human psychology, all of it on like how you can kind of find that middle ground so that you're still having your time, but you're also like spending time with them and things like that. Because again, I think that fitness and, and kids, but also like, you know, moms and alone time and all that kind of stuff, it can fit together, but it's just a certain way that you do it. But again, topic for another day. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed what I was talking about before I got into my little rant about working out with your kids. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like how I got started into fitness. It was mostly just like, you know, trying to, trying to deal with my own shit. And like I said, guys, one step at a time, right? If you look, if I looked at that whole year and was like, oh my God, I just have to make it to the end of the year. That would have been super overwhelming, right? I would have been like, oh my God, I got a year. But I was like one more day. If I can survive one more hour, if I can get through one more recess, recess was the worst because I was always alone. So I started bringing books to school, which was really nice, but I was always alone, right? So every recess, I just knew that I had 15 minutes by myself. 30 minutes by myself, another 15 minutes by myself after school, I would go right home, like all that kind of stuff. Right. It's just like, again, time after time. And then you just kind of one step at a time. So whether that's fitness, nutrition, whatever, keep going, it will get better. Um, but you just have to, to keep going. And, um, once you keep going, you'll figure it out because you'll find other people that are doing the same thing that you're doing and you'll be able to kind of go from there. So hope this helped. Hope this gave you a bit of clarity. Obviously, you don't have to agree with all my opinions. I'm totally cool with that. You can have your own opinions. I'm good with it. Please be nice in the comments. Have the best day ever. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you found value, screenshot, share, and uh, tag me in your stories. And I will talk to you guys another time. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mouse Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.